everybody excited about the moment. When those old sins are erased. When them old sins are washed away. Hallelujah. But thank God he's still in the erasing business tonight. Hallelujah. In all of our lives. And when we plead the blood and make true confession. He's in the business of erasing and washing and turning around. Hey, I'm glad to be serving a God that's full of mercy and compassion. And long suffering and gentleness. It's all on our behalf. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's characteristics of our God. How powerful and how real he really is as the great shepherd of our soul. And the bishop of our soul. It's his heartbeat for us to finish this journey and hear him say well done. What an exciting time to be living for Jesus Christ. This could prove especially in the United States of one of the most exciting times to be living for God and serving him. To walk in his light and his counsel to be the epistles, to be the vessels, a man that's had their past erased, has activated into their hearts and minds a blood, a spirit, and a word. A man, the covenant, promises, commandments, instructions. Let us see us through. Praise God. If you give me just a little while here tonight, I love to preach and talk and teach, instruct, whatever it may kind of fall under here tonight. We do love and appreciate you. Thank you, Brother Barry. Thank you. All the singers and instrument players have been doing an awesome job. They worked themselves to death Sunday night, but they've done it for the Lord, and we thank them, though. We appreciate them and their endeavors and hard work, and we thank the saints of God because without your prayers and support in prayer rooms and supportive coming, Joining in with us, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt, and worshiping and magnifying and exalting Him. As we started this service out tonight, amen, we exalt magnify Him. Hallelujah, because we know that He's bigger and larger and mightier than anything that we're facing or going to face. As He looks down upon us here tonight. I want to preach just a little message here tonight, a little thought, if you don't mind. Praise God. You can go to Genesis, the seventh chapter, the first verse. That's what I'm going to take the focus from tonight. And um, I really believe and hope, pray, amen, as uh, we have sought the Lord and uh, felt after him. Hallelujah. I, most preachers can tell you this. After Sunday night, immediately you start focusing, directing toward the next service and God's heart being God's will and direction and anointing and Things of that nature. Why? Because you want your services to be pleasing, first of all, to the Lord and then known it by Him. So it can also give instructions and guidance and help, amen, to the flock. Amen, uh, Peter, you know, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And so help us to bear that responsibility and to do a good job. And how much or how important that is tonight as any other night. But as, uh, as we are headed and going in directions and not real sure just what's going to be the full outcome of all of it. Uh, we can be assured of one thing, the promises is in the Word of God and God's promises unto us out of the Word of God and the, uh, the power that we've felt, uh, the operations we've felt. He is the author and finisher, and uh, there's no doubt He has moved for us and blessed us many a times as individuals, but also as a church. And so we believe He's going to see us through regardless of what comes or goes. So anyway, Genesis 7 and 1, I want to bring a little thought. This is going to be from Noah. And the Lord said unto Noah... Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee, I believe he's talking about Noah. Have I seen, God saw this, righteousness before me in this generation. I want you to get that. I want you to catch that. If you believe the word of God in the scriptures, how many of you believe that Noah probably lived in one of the most wicked, evil, vile, and violence generation that the earth has ever known. We haven't experienced nothing like it as of yet. Jesus said at his coming it would be as the days of Noah. And so with this particular scripture out of Genesis 7 and 1. I believe that God is telling Noah. A man that I seen in thee righteousness. In this generation. 
We'll go back to the previous chapter and get a little better idea of the generation that he was in, the time, the season that he was in. But I want to preach to you tonight and uh, just talk to you a little bit, maybe, hallelujah, of, of our generation, our time. But I'm going to tell you something. The righteous, amen, the righteous is going to make it. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful for your presence and your touch. It's in the house. We're thankful for your people that's come here, that's called by your name. It's washed in your blood and sealed by your spirit. Help us. Help us tonight as you quicken, inspire, and breathe upon us. Quicken our minds, our hearts, loose our tongue. Help us do a good job to rightly divide the word of truth. And it could find its place in each heart and soul and mind in this house tonight. Some encouragement, some uplifting, some instructions, God, to, to make us who and what you desire us to be in our generation, our time, our season. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you and you may be seated. And we again say thank you. We realize on Wednesday nights how difficult that it can really be. Uh, just getting to the house of God. Uh, not to mention everything else that goes on. You're busy. You're working. You work sometimes have to work late. Things of that nature. And so it really pushes you. So, you know, doubt you've been running from Dan to Bashi, But you're here tonight. So we want you to be blessed. We want you to be encouraged. And especially by the word of God, and we already have been by songs and uh, statements that's been made and the presence that's been here tonight. And we pray that those that came up for prayer will be healed and pray for others, amen, uh, that God would minister and touch them. And most of all, that your soul and your spirit and heart will be uplifted and encouraged in this house tonight before you leave. There's a lot in the world that we're living in, and I'm not just talking about what took place today in the United States as far as the changing of command. And hallelujah, we, we've seen a lot of this coming. It's already been coming, and you know it's, it's going to wax worse and worse. We know it's going to be an end time. The Bible's going to be fulfilled. Troubled times, Paul warned us, difficult times. Amen. And that's what it really means, uh, troubled times and difficult. Uh, you know, and so we're, 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 we're slipping into it. We're going into it. We're becoming more divided, more divisive, more... Uh, uh, violence and things of that nature that you're going to see and you're seeing a lot of likeness, amen, of lifestyles and things, amen, that, that throws up the flags to help us to see that the uh, generations and the season that we're entering into is uh, drawing closer and closer to the times of Noah's day and his time when he was upon the earth. So whenever you look back to the sixth chapter, you're going to begin to see uh, uh, the, 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 the hour that Noah lived, the time that he lived, and the layout of this particular generation, uh, how vile and how wicked it really was. And of that timing, and uh, I will keep an eye on the clock. I know you're back in school and things of that nature, but I will try to rush here with some of this and, and help us to understand we're going to make it. Hallelujah. But he's right. This church is going to make it. The righteous church. Amen. Those that give themselves and humbles themselves. Amen. Unto the Lord is going to make it. So you can look back now at Genesis, the sixth chapter. And actually, we can start at the uh, first verse. We're going to work our way down to the, about the ninth verse. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of men saw that daughters of men that they were fair and they took them their as wives all of which they chose I believe there's some really some comments there and some statements there that if we probably could really do some study get a little more insight of some of that uh, some some companionships and relationship that should not have been taking place or taking place there's different opinions some whenever when you begin to go into this and the Lord said no notice the Lord said this my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also his flesh, and his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now I find that just a little, you know, whatever, but because Noah, you're going to find out to live some six hundred years. But even here, you got to see where uh, 120 years, and we start seeing the timeline. And as most of you know, today we know it's been brought down to about 70, and everything after that is nothing but the favor and the blessings of God upon the individual's life, even upon this earth today, as we look at that. And so a lot is governed from the age of 70. And so you see here, you know, the Lord, you know, my spirit's not going to always strive for man. He's not going to always live. He's going to, it's going to be a time to born, a time to die. He's going to give accounts and things of this nature and what man. And I believe there's a lot more to this. When you begin to go back into the garden and eating of the fruit of the tree, the Bible makes it plain to us that out of that tree, that wasn't just evil, but the, the, the knowledge of good and evil, the power of choice. Another place, even the devil, he made mention of this, but it's true. Amen. We became 
same as God's. It's a little g. But being God's now we have the power to reason. We have the power of choice. And we decide and we make decisions. Of, and so some of those choices and decisions that we make will out make the outcome of what's going to happen. What's going to take place. And so this choice was left upon man. Now we lost a lot. We lost a lot in that garden. We lost a lot. Amen. Whenever Adam gave it over that dominion, that authority and power into Satan. And how he began to war and work against us. And it just seems to be the natural thing when God uh, let God, you know, kind of drift out of our minds, our hearts, and our spirits, and we get so focused upon uh, the earth and what it has to offer upon uh, mankind and his, his desires and passions and what he can get himself caught up in. And I believe that's one reason you see a lot of the warning of Jesus Christ himself and the four types of soil. Amen. As you go back and look at that, I personally believe that we can all experience the, all four of those types at one, some particular time in our lives and sometimes more than others. But uh, all of this works together to help us to understand uh, the hour and the generation, the time, and what brings some of this about. You've heard me tell the story of a minister that, that uh, told the story of another minister that God gave him a vision. And, and when he was living on the West Coast, and in that vision or dream that he had, that he could see the demonical forces and powers. They appeared and seemed to be as though they were giants. Hallelujah. For some reason, for, for some purpose. And so the minister began to pray and ask God for revelation and insight because he had moved from the west coast to the east coast. And he gave him another vision or dream. And in that vision or dream, on the east coast, it seems like the, the demonical forces and, and the spirit of iniquity didn't seem near as large and big and, and it's so powerful. And so he began to question, he began to ask God, you know, what's what you trying to show me? What you trying to reveal unto me? And God revealed unto him that the spirits of demonical forces, amen, they live and strive and multiply and increase by iniquity itself. The more that people and men, the more they become of, of, of iniquity and walking in sin and unrighteousness and pure ways. Those demonical forces and powers increase and multiply and strive off of that. Hallelujah. How many's ever heard the little story? I believe I've heard it from different ways when supposedly some lady, amen, would fight two different dogs. One was black, one was white. And she'd always, you know, they'd let people bet on them. And uh, so finally somebody asked her one day, she said, I, how do you always know which dog's going to win? She says, I know which dog I fed the last three days and which one I haven't. Hallelujah. So the one that got fed the last three days is one that's going to have the strength and energy and the power and ability to overcome the struggles and the battles. So I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time that you need to feed, you and I need to feast. And it doesn't need just to be a Sunday morning, Sunday night and a Wednesday night off of the Word of God and off of prayer. Amen. It's a day and time because if, we, if we're going to defeat the power of iniquity and the spirits of demonical forces that we're living among today, hallelujah, then we got to do right the opposite. We got to become endued with that power. Amen. We just sung the song. Hallelujah. That moment. Hallelujah. Whenever our past was erased. Hallelujah. There's nothing so more beautiful and powerful. When we felt that burden lifted, when we felt that valley, that void place in us filled up with that marvelous light and the touch of God. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the presence of God and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I tell you, that's what got my attention the first time I went to an apostolic church. It wasn't the way people dressed. It wasn't the way they worshipped. It wasn't what they sung. It wasn't what they preached. But there was a presence of power I felt that I'd never felt nowhere else in my life. But I felt a God and a love of God, a touch of God. I didn't even know what it was. Never been to an altar in my life. But I went that day, hallelujah, that night. No, I didn't get it all and I, I fell far short. But, but you know, it was the beginning and it was a start. Amen. Because there's something about the power and the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, we're drawn by Him. We're kept by Him. And without that Spirit to help us along this journey tonight, I'm telling you, we're going to come up short in our generation. But you watch this. You watch the key verse and watch where he was at and what he dealt with. But it came to pass, and I'm going to say, and the Lord said, my spirit shall always strive. And there was giants in the earth in those days also after that, when the sons of men came unto the daughters of men, and they bared them children. The same became mighty men, which were, were of old and men of renown. And God saw. God saw this. God's looking. God's observing. God's watching. Don't you ever kid yourself that God's not watching and looking. I mean that to the good tonight, not the bad. Okay? I mean that to the good. Huh. Because as he's watching this wickedness, 
this vileness that's going on and the violence that was taking place upon the earth. You can watch it, what he says here. He said, the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts, amen, of, of his heart was only evil continually. There was never a time that they would even think about looking up and calling on him. There was never a time, amen, that they would think about doing that which is good and wholesome and upright. It was, had been contrary that reached a point and a place upon the earth. God looked down. God saw this. God's telling us this. Hallelujah. It reached such a spiritual place. I told somebody this week, not really a churchgoer, but, but somebody, amen. But anyway, hallelujah, we're living in a world tonight. Hallelujah. That don't recognize sin anymore. They don't have a clue what sin is to the, for the most part. Hallelujah. Any old way I do. Uh, you know you can live just live any kind of lifestyle and that's, that's one of the problems uh, of the agenda even in our political world. Hallelujah. Because they won't alter lifestyles amen. For nobody to judge them and nobody to tell them that they're not pleasing to God. But I'm telling you it's written time and time again that it's abomination. Hallelujah. Against God. Just like false weights and things of that nature they're all abomination in the eyes of God because God's watching. God God's looking. God's got seven eyes that we're going we're gonna to bring out the scriptures tonight to, that he's observing, watching what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what. He's got his eye on the righteous too, honey. Don't you ever forget that. God's got his eyes on the righteous. And they're never going to be forsaken. I'm going to tell you right now. And God's going to give his church, even upon this earth, somebody's going to be raptured. Somebody's going to be walking by faith. Somebody's going to be walking under the ups and anointing of the Holy Ghost. I don't care how vile, how wicked it becomes. Hallelujah. And how far out left field America goes. I'm telling you, there's going to be a church in America. There's going to be a church and a believer in America. There's going to be those that's going to stand. There's going to be those that's going to believe. There's going to be those that's going to press on anyway. So as you watch this, it became so wicked and evil continually. Watch, watch the next statement of God. And it repented the Lord that it made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. As he looked at his own creation. The direction it took. What it came caught up in. So wrapped up in. I'm not sure what the number was at this particular time on the earth. We know that it was probably far from any seven billion people. We probably know that. But still. It was a host. And we might be surprised how many it really was. Upon the earth at this present time. That got so caught up in iniquity. I'm going to tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen. Don't you think you can get caught up in it. That's the reason we're taught. About watching what we watch. And what we give our ears to. And what we join up with. It's what Paul. He warned us about joining hands. And, and things of that nature. We better know. We better know. We better know who we're running with. We better know who we, we're, we're getting an automobile with. We better know who we're joining up with and, and, and why we're joining up with them and what spirit and what's their agenda, what's their heartbeat, what's their desire. Amen. If, if it's upright and wholesome, we've we, we got to watch all of that. And so, if you'll just allow me a little bit here tonight, I want to just talk a little bit about this and. And relate unto it. Amen. Because you're going to see and as, as we go toward the end of this thing. And watch what happens even with Noah. But not only there. And so it grieved the heart of God. And the Lord said. I will destroy man. Whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and creeping things. And the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But thank God for the next verse. The eighth verse. But Noah found grace. Where did he find it? In the eyes of the Lord. Because God was watching. God was looking. And so Noah found grace. There's something so powerful about disgrace. Not a grace to sin, but a grace to overcome sin. Not to be a servant. That doesn't mean we're perfect. That doesn't mean that we're sinless. That we live every day. And boy, we just say everything just right. And we handle everything just right. Boy, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice. But uh, we all know. That's earthen vessels. That's just not true. 
as we, we wrestle with things and, and, and we have the power to reason and power of choice. Hallelujah. We just, we, we don't. But yet, we have an advocate. But above that, this advocate called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What did he bring to the fullest and to more? Hallelujah. grace and truth. Hallelujah. Thank God for this grace that you and I can experience and walk in. This mercy and compassion of God's hand, even upon the generation that we're living in. I'm here to tell you tonight, everybody's not going to fall to the wayside. Everybody's not going to be called up. Everybody's not going to be led aside and lured aside. No, there's going to be some folks. In fact, hallelujah, if you and I hold on to righteousness, if you and I hold on to this truth and the doctrines and the commandments, hallelujah, this is not a time to let the doctrine slip away. This is not a time to let the word of God, it's been anchored down in our hearts, our minds and spirits, hallelujah, begin to dwindle away and begin to question it. If there's anything, it's a time to wrap ourselves around it. If there's ever been a time that we need to take the word of God that we know is sure, that we know, amen, without wavering a doubt tonight, the instructions is very, very mentioned tonight about repentance and baptism and infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm telling you, it is the foundation. And this foundation is not going to be shaken. This foundation is not going to be moved. This foundation is not going to crumble out from under anybody that's built their life and built eternity upon it. Neither is it going to crumble out upon this earth. But I'm telling you, this church foundation is going to see us through the dark hour. This foundation is going to get us through the valley of death. This foundation is going to bring us on the other side regardless of all the fiery darts that come against us. With the soldiers that's built upon the sure foundation. With the soldiers, amen, that takes the measuring from the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brother Barry mentioned it, amen. I may fail you, I may come up short, I'm just a man. But I'm telling you, there's one, hallelujah, called Jesus Christ. There's one that even Paul said, as long as I follow Christ, you follow me. Because if you'll just keep following me as I follow Christ, you know what, we're going to be, because he's the first fruits. And he conquered death, and he conquered hell, and he conquered every sickness, and every disease, and all the sins. Hallelujah, you could find no sin in him. And now by his blood, by taking on his spirit, taking on his name, We've experienced something now. Pentecost an experience, sweetheart. Hallelujah. Thank God for the experience. Hallelujah. It's not man-made. This thing is not a religion, honey. This is a transforming, changing life. And it changes my name. It changes my makeup. Changes the way I even think. It changes the way of you and what I am. It takes amen to sin and the effect of sin out of my life. Where sin, amen, was leading me down the road of iniquity to destruction. Now that I've got this encounter with God and His blood and His touch of my life, I tell you, sin's not going to be able to, amen, to rejoice over destroying my life. I'm saying more there than what you think. We live in a world today that wants everybody to excuse the way they act and do, especially when they do perform hideous crimes and ungodly things. Because I was raised this way and that way. And I know it has its effect. I'm not trying to play it off. But praise God, you and I become a new creation. Amen. We got some promise in here. We got some things that we can anchor in right here. Hallelujah. Tell some of those lying spirits that try to creep back and come back and rise up in us. And none of us, none of us are exempt from it. I'm telling you, there are some spirits, amen, that was set up against you. Set up by the enemy that, that wars against you day in and day out. Hallelujah. That, that was hoping to make you and, and take your talents and skills and ability and use them, amen, in some other form, in some other manner. But God's got a different intent for you. But I'm telling you, you're going to be challenged. And you're going to come to the wise and the rose sometimes. You're going to come to the cross places in the road sometime and you got to make up in your mind hallelujah no I'm living for God I'd give myself I'd give myself God doesn't come and take nobody the call is made hallelujah and those many are called but what few are chosen but I'm telling you the calls unto many hallelujah but we got to give ourselves we're bought with a price but I'm telling you when we're bought with a price hallelujah upon this earth and in this life hallelujah become his righteous we become the apple of his eye we become amen the barrier of his his name and his word and his promises. When everything else will forsake you, he won't forsake you. I got a friend, hallelujah, stick closer than a brother. I got one that kind of my rescue when mama came and daddy came and nobody else can. I got one, amen, that's sitting on the circle of this earth tonight as my high priest has interceded for me right now. I'm washed in his blood and I know with assurance and a confidence how he's high above all principalities and governments and powers. And so whenever I intercede and cry, I can be a part of his representation upon this earth of his glory and power and mercy and anointing. 
I'm telling you in the name of Jesus Christ, sin don't have to rule in your life. Unbelief and doubt, brother, don't have to rule. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I tell you, this God is greater. Psalms 33 and 18 says, Behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him, that reverence him, and worship him with awe. Don't ever, don't ever let that slip away from you. Don't co-walk in this house of God. And I know sometime, and I'm talking to all of us, and I understand the older you get, you can't run like you could run. You can't dance like you could dance. But I tell you, if you've got any inkling in you whatsoever, you need to love this God and worship this God. You need to magnify his name. You need to give him thanks. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Behold the eye, because the eyes of the Lord. Amen. It's upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, in his loving kindness. I'm hoping to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. And to keep them alive in famine. It's shaking time. It's stirring time. Hallelujah. But this God can keep us alive. Hallelujah. This God. Amen. I didn't plant my tree. Amen. By a river that can't provide for me. Hallelujah. I plant my, my tree. Amen. By a river. Hallelujah. In the seasons of time. In the famines. Hallelujah. But by his grace and by his mercy. By his anointing and by his spirit. Hallelujah. You watch this. We're going to go all the way back to Jerusalem, the fourth chapter, hallelujah, in the third chapter a little bit, about those seven eyes and the seven spirits and how that he talked about Jerusalem, hallelujah, you're not only going to lay this foundation, you're going to finish it. Let me ask you something tonight. It's not Jesus Christ, the author and finisher. It's not the intent and expected end of God Almighty and the gospel as we become a part of that crown. Hallelujah, looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ that we might attain what? Our crown of righteousness. Hallelujah, we didn't earn it. No, but we walk by the Spirit. We didn't walk by carnality in the face and we didn't let the spirits of the world and the lust of the world the pride of life dominate and overcome us but we humbled ourselves and yielded us and we gave ourselves and we continue on a daily basis give ourselves to the call of God the service of God to the Holy Ghost because it's more important than anything else upon this earth so live for Jesus Christ and to magnify his name Job says he withdraweth not his eyes from the righteous he never takes them off honey Hallelujah. He doesn't withdraw him. Nothing distracts him. Nothing gets him sad. I've heard stories and I've read events and my heart goes out to him. I remember one time, this has been so far back, I was still at Ingalls working. And I remember there was a little child that slipped away from his mom. His mom was washing dishes. And all of a sudden, you know how time can be. And hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. But in that few little moment of time, that baby had made it outside and got in their van and closed the door. And by the time she could find him, he was dead. And I'm telling you, it almost, it almost destroyed him. Hallelujah. And you got to, the guilt. Hallelujah. I, I, I failed as a mother. I, I come up short. But I'm going to tell you something. Our Heavenly Father's not going to, he's not going to fail us. I don't care what the lying devil's telling you. I don't care what spirits are telling you. I don't care what the world has telling you. I don't care what administration or whatever, whatever direction they want to go. I'm telling you, our Heavenly Fathers, I'm telling you, He never takes His eyes off. He never comes distracted. This pandemic didn't catch Him by surprise. Hallelujah. None of the else that's going on on this earth has caught Him by surprise. But you know what? The righteous are going to plow their way through. The righteous are going to make their way through. Hallelujah. If He can bring Israel, amen, through the wilderness. Hallelujah. If He can bring them through cesspools and, and some quicksands and places like that and lead them. Hallelujah. You know what? He can lead this church. He can lead this body of believers. Hey, we're not going to have anything to fret and be worried about. Oh, thing we got to worry about is walking in the Holy Ghost. All we got to worry about is staying faithful to God because God's eyes are upon us. When I sleep at night, he's not sleeping. He's not slumbering. The devil ain't going to slip upon me in some dark night. No, no, sweetheart. I'm living, amen, for God. And God's working on my behalf. And he's working on your behalf. Amen. To feed you, make sure even on this recent night as you drug yourself in here, God was here to bless you and bless you and uplift you and encourage you and spread a table, amen, to fill your heart and soul. get too worked up over things that don't amount to nothing. <laughs> we get too, too distracted sometimes with things that really, it really don't matter. All that matters, he's got me. Did he not promise? I'm in the palm of his hand. No man can pluck me out. <laughs> he's got me. He's got me. Job 17 and 9 says, the righteous also shall hold 
on his way. And he that hath cleaned hands shall be what? Watch this. And he that's got clean hands will be stronger and stronger. You know what you need to do before you leave here tonight? Before this thing's over with, I'm going to be stronger than I was. Before this ordeal over, man. Before this, before this wrestling match is over with, I'm, I'm going I'm to win the match and I'm going to be stronger. Hallelujah. You don't believe that? I tell you what, you can start going out walking. Hallelujah. And you can just walk so far. But amen, if you push yourself a little bit and after a while, hallelujah, that, that one, that first hundred yards, you know, then it'll be 200 yards and then it'll be a half a mile. The next thing you know, it'll be a mile. Me and my wife, when we was younger, we used to walk four miles. We'd walk to the beer pond and back. Uh, we probably won't do that today, but uh, hallelujah. But uh, you know what? You just got to get to doing it. You just put one step in front of the other. You just pick up the pace and you keep on, you'll get strong and stronger. But you know what? If you're not careful here's what the devil wants you to do he wants you to get in a cave by yourself he wants you to get all you know wrapped up somewhere and all nobody no no that's a lie that's a lie your heavenly father's looking at you and he never takes his eyes off of you and he's always in the business to bless you but you know what he's going to try us we're going to see this in the scriptures tonight there comes times amen i tell you god tries everybody both the good and evil he's going to try us all the eyes of the lord in psalms 34 and 15 says and the eyes of the lord upon the righteous Amen. 17th verse says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Huh. Praise God. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as I be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. Righteousness doesn't get us out of afflictions. A lot of times it gets us in afflictions. Praise God. New Testament talks about they rejoiced when they was beaten for his name's sake. They got beside themselves when they was cast into dungeons and prisons and beaten for the name. And they tried to stop it. And the more they persecuted them, the more righteous they become and the stronger they became. And the stronger they become, the greater the revivals got. Started out with 3,000, 5,000, multitudes, and great. I'm in the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm telling you, if we make up in our minds, I'm going to be righteous. And I'm going to have a good attitude and a good spirit about it. I'm not going to mumble and complain about it because it's not my righteousness anyway. It's his righteousness. Where's that breastplate at in Ephesians, the sixth chapter? Where's that breastplate of righteousness at? Hallelujah, his breastplate of righteousness. That covers all the main organs. Hallelujah, where life sustains and where life supplies from. It's his righteousness that keeps us that the old heart can keep on pumping hallelujah that the lungs can keep on breathing hallelujah that everything in those organs can work and function like they ought to I'm telling you if you've ever been a time with the church to walk right it's now because the church is going to survive the church is going to make it if Noah could live righteously in the eyes of God in his generation without the Holy Ghost you and I can live righteously in this, in this generation with all the technology, all the little gimmicks that the devil's got and the lust's got and the world's got. We can live righteously. We can live godly. It's really pretty powerful when you begin to think about it. Out of that multitude, it was righteousness. Amen. And out of that grace, you see, when you're walking righteousness, you can really hear the voice of God. And you hear things that nobody else will hear. Rain? Never rain. That, that foolish preacher. But watch this now. What, what did the writer in Hebrew, the 11th chapter, call Noah? A preacher of righteousness. <laughs> Praise God. Man, we'd be ashamed, and I hate to say this, but we'd probably be ashamed of the pulpits across America that don't preach righteousness no more. No, I'm afraid I'm going to offend. afraid we're going to do this. Afraid. Of course, most of them don't have a clue themselves. Boy, I'd expect being harsh, really, but, but it's the truth. They're blinded. If you're blind to something, you don't have a clue. First Peter 3 and 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. 
the eyes of the Lord. I'm going to take you now. Deuteronomy 11th chapter. I got just a few minutes here. Deuteronomy 11th chapter. I want you to 8 through 23. I've seen something in this scriptures. I've, I've never, I've read it, but I just, it didn't click. But, but watch this. Moses writing, you know, unto the Israelites, he's not going to get to go to the promised land. So we know this writing's here. Uh, I believe it's even after he knew. And so he's writing to the Israelites. He's trying to give them instructions, going to the promised lands, how they ought to live, what they ought to do, what to expect, things of this nature. And so in the 11th verse, I'll have a chapter of Deuteronomy. Therefore, the 8th verse, therefore shall he keep all the commandments which I command you this day. Talking about the Lord, that he may be strong. And go and possess the land where ye go to possess it. And that he may prolong your days in the land. Notice, God was going to give them some promised land. But he didn't guarantee them that they would stay unless they held to the commandments and principles. And instructions from God. If they fail to do this, then he is prone to drive them out like he did the enemy. Okay, and he did. Which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. For the land whither thy goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt. From whence he came out. Where thy sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. He's saying a lot more there than what most people will catch. What the Lord is telling them, you're coming out of Egypt. Egypt was a place that was plain. It was easily, but received very little rain. But watch this. But they watered it out of the Nile River. By irrigation. It's very easily. Especially when the swellings of the, the river would come over. Run over. They would build certain things. that would fill up cisterns and things of this nature. Most of these were controlled by the foot. Their gates of opening and closing these irrigations. And being the flat surface as it was. And the Nile River the set up the geographical location. It was pretty easy to do. From what I understand, even to this day, they use hydraulic pumps and things of this nature to help irrigate this place. They dig certain wells and things close to the Nile River. And so when God tells them, you go into a different land, it's not going to be like Egypt. So you could very easily maneuver to water it and do what you want to do. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to depend on me. But to this promised land... It's going to be different. He said, but the land where the ego is to possess it, it is a land of hills and valleys. Everybody likes hills and valleys. <laughs> Praise God. But it's not easy to irrigate hills and valleys. And drinketh water of the, of the rain of heaven. And so we've taken you to a place that there's going to be seasons of rain. And it's more often than what was in Egypt. Even though Egypt didn't get rain very often. It just occasionally from even from what I understand even now. A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are up always upon it. The land that he, oh praise God. <laughs> the land he promised to Israel. He says, hey, my eyes are going to always be on it because I care about it. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Every promise that God's give you in the book or in prayer or any other time, God's looking. He sought. He cares. And you know what? If you just won't let the enemy get in the way of try to irrigate it yourself and let God be God, those promises will be yea and amen and fulfilled. God's going to have a church. God's going to have a victorious church. God's going to have a church that's going to stick out. God's going to have a church that, that uh, it's going to be governed by him. Be anointed by him. So we can see some things that, that we need to see it. God things. God things. And so he places them in this place. And watch this. He goes on. He says, and it shall come to pass if he shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day. 
to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. That I will give you the rain of your land in due season. The first rain and the latter rain. That thou mayest gather thy corn, thy wine, and thy oil. I will send grass into thy fields for thy cattle. That they mayest eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves that the heart be not deceived. And, and he turned aside or serve other gods and worship them. Then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you. And he shut up the heavens. That there be no rain. That the land yield not her fruit. Lest ye perish quickly from all the good land which the Lord giveth you. I'm fixing to send you a place you won't be able to just irrigate it by the foot. But I'm going to govern the rain now. And I'm going to promise you the early and latter rain. I believe he promised us the early revival. You know what? I believe he can give us a latter revival. Hallelujah. If he blessed me and begin with us. We preached last Wednesday night or Sunday night. Maybe it was. Hallelujah. If he pulled me out of the miry clay and pulled me out of the darkness and pulled me out of sin. And it's times when I do stumble. At times I let the best whatever gets the best of me. And I find myself in the ditch. Hallelujah. I believe there's mercy and grace because his eyes is upon me. Hallelujah. I didn't slip in the ditch without him noticing it took place. And he knows exactly why and why, why the reason I went there hallelujah but you know what if I'll confess and lift up my voice and cry out to him this God that's looking down and watching me day in and day out as he watched Noah hallelujah now you may not think that has a lot to do with it but again you can go to 2nd Chronicles 16 and 9 hallelujah for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him to show himself strong anybody interested in letting God show himself strong in your life anybody interested in letting God declare his powers and authority in your life, his eyes upon you. He's looking for opportunities. But I'm telling you, all the time, the only way they're going to come, you and I have got to be willing to test it and be tried. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you what, you really don't know if you got what you say you got until you test and see if you got it. Hallelujah. Brother Quinn always tell us, don't worry about the mule, just load the wagon. But I promise you, hallelujah, that's the same with the church. If we'll just load it up, God will take care of it. He can handle it. I'm telling you, he can pull us through. There's nothing coming. I said, there's nothing you coming under the sun. There's not a new devil. There's not a new scheme. God already knows it all. He's already got it mapped out for us to be victorious. Yeah. Boy, God's an awesome God. I know I'm running out of time. I got about two minutes. I'd love to take you to Psalms 11 chapter. The Lord put my trust. The Lord put my trust. Watch this. How say to my soul? Flee as a bird to your mountain. This is David talking. This is a time many believe. That was a time that Jonathan was trying to get David to flee the, uh, from, uh, from Saul, his dad. And uh, here, David said, hey, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm not fleeing. <laughs> I'm not running. I'm, I, I put my trust in the Lord. And he goes on. He said, for lo, the wicked bend their bows. And, and they make ready their arrows upon the string. That they may privately shoot at the upright. In other words, in darkness, a secret. You know, they bend in the bow. How many of you think they enemy's bending his bow tonight how many of you think he's positioning his arrow but how many of you believe the report of Isaiah the weapons formed against us shall not prosper <laughs> hallelujah they can bend their bows they can just maneuver their arrows and set up whatever they want to set up but I'm telling you even this world won't be destructed I don't care how many atomic bombs they got how much nuclear stuff they got I'm telling you I'm serving a God that created it and all of it's under his direction in his hand I don't care who's in what office in what place I'm telling you this thing is going to unfold as God says it's going to unfold that's the reason I don't fret and worry about all of that hallelujah he's my armor he's my protector above everything else that you can get if you're kind of under the blood and under the wings of the Almighty and dwell in the secret place. You don't have nothing to stay up and worry about tonight. God's got it. His eyes are looking. Really, preacher? Yep, sure do. He sit down for a little while, then all of a sudden he had, a, he had a, the first martyr of the New Testament church. Hallelujah. When the first martyr of the New Testament church was tested and tried, hey man, he got up on his feet because he's watching a man by the name of Stephen from the balconies of heaven off the circle of the earth. I'm glad, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm glad we're in a different tabernacle. We're in a better tabernacle. We're in a heavenly tabernacle. I got high priests, amen, as far above all the principalities and the powers and all the governments of the world, all the kingdoms and all the governments. Hey, I believe what Daniel's seen, all the other kingdoms coming down. I believe in the little stone that was hewed out of the mountain. And his name was Jesus. I believe what Zechariah said when he said, With the seven eyes, amen, upon this stone, upon this sure foundation, was none other but Jesus Christ and the preaching of the gospel. I'm sold out, amen, of the gospel, what is done for me. So I'm not going to stay up fret and worried about all that mess. But by the grace of God and the mercy of God and pleading the blood of Jesus, we're going to be victorious. Right. 
your bowels right now. Man, I'm telling you folks, we ain't got nothing. Be all down about, depressed about. We're on the right side, the right side. You and I just got to stay on the right side. Praise God. You go back and look at that 11th chapter. He says, watch this. Third verse. Listen to the question. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If. Y'all pass all the lefties up there y'all want to pass. But this is one foundation you're not going to destroy. This is one kingdom you're not going to destroy. This is one God. Maybe this is too much for Wednesday night. My Lord have mercy, folks. In fact... As he's looking down, you know what he told us to do? I see you, God. You're looking down on me. Your hand can reach further down, but you know what? He expects ours to reach up. Hallelujah. Pulling down strongholds. How you do that? By calling on the name of Jesus. By assurance of the eyes of the bone. I pulling down every imagination in my mind. I pulling down every imagination in my heart. I pulling down every imagination in my spirit. I'm not going to give even if not for one hour. The toll of the devil, the lying lies that's going on in our world today. Well, I didn't keep up with the news today. Did anything happen to any capitals? Anybody know? Have any breakouts? Hmm. Maybe I'm glad I ain't running the government. I start backing some of these folks up that spends all this money on all this hate, the, the stuff they're getting. You come up with the idea, you fund it. Quit spending the tax money. That's ugly, ain't it? But I'm telling you, we've run so many, we've run so many ghosts and spent so many millions of dollars. That's what the devil wants. Watch this. I'm going to tell you again. This country's got to become bankrupt. This nation's got to become bankrupt. It's not a better way than inside itself. Because we done proved the other nations can't do it. For it to come a one world and one government, one church. We can't have the powers we got and the authorities we got. They got to come down. <laughs> Praise God. You can stand. Second Peter 2 and 5 says, He spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Huh. But another verse I want to take out there, what Peter said here. I want you to... If, if you can, just remember this. You may quote it. 2 Peter 2 and 5. And then the 7th verse. Listen to this. And delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Now this is inference. Tell us these are added. But I don't believe God allowed it to be added there without a purpose. Listen to the next verse. For that righteous man dwelling among them. In seeing... And hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful days. That constant. I'm going to tell you something. You can listen to all that. You can behold and watch all that. But it's going to affect your soul if you're not careful. Just lot. Vexed his soul. That means to torment it. What you watch, what you listen to, what you give your heart to. Huh. That's the reason men are going to have heart attacks and all kind of stuff. Because of what's coming down and what's happening. Hmm. I got another message I want to get to preach sometime, hopefully. But I wait on that. I know my time's up. Proverbs and tens. Can I say just a few things? I'm going to use portions of these scriptures, and I know I got you standing. Proverbs ten chapter. These are a few verses. I'm going to leave, read portions of these scriptures. Watch this. Blessings are upon the head of the just, 
the memory of the just is blessed. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. Proverbs 11. But righteousness delivereth from death. The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his ways. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver him. The righteous is delivered out of trouble. Righteous is not going to be forsaken, ladies and gentlemen. You just keep living for God. You hold on to these promises and to the word. Don't let all that bombard you. Now, we need to be concerned about our nation. We need to be concerned about our neighbors, loved ones, and friends and neighbors. But I'm not going to let this affect my soul, mind, or spirit to affect my faith in the love of God and the truth of God. This world's coming to an end, but he's coming after his church. In the moment, the twinkle of my eye, the righteous is going to be. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Lord bless you tonight. I just had another page or two. I'd love to, but we won't. Hallelujah. I hope you leave here tonight with some confidence, some uplifting, some assurance that God's beholding, God's watching. God's, you know, he's not going to forsake us. David made it plain. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. See begging bread. There's been trials. Even David had trials. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What are we saying? He's my supplier. He's my way maker. He's the one that can close doors that I can't close. And he can open doors I can't open. He's God. So I'm going to believe him. Put my confidence. And that's what David was saying. You know, you you listened in that 11th chapter. You know what was being told to David? They telling David, said, David, if you don't flee and get away from here, so they're going to come here and kill you. And you're the foundation of the seed. Seed's coming through you, David. But David said, I'm not fleeing. My confidence is in God. And God suddenly made the promise that out of my seed, he's going to put on the throne and that's going to be on there forever. Oh, God, come on, folks. Believe me tonight. The word of God's right. The word of God's true. You hold on to it. It's unchanging, it's unmoving. And even in times of storms and troubles, we're not going to move. We're going to hold on to this. He that endures to the end, but he's got to do what? He's got to hold on to the plow. He's got to hold on. Amen. Let's hold on. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Love you tonight. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate your prayers. Let's continue to pray for one another. God's speaking to us. Let's hear him. Let's obey him. Let's have revival. God bless you.